Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Welcome, I'm Chuck Lawless. And I'm Caleb Iverson. We welcome you again to this episode of Pastor Matters. Caleb, it's just you and I today. Yep, just us, Dr. Lawless, but I think today is going to be a good conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation, not because the topic is necessarily encouraging, though we will get there eventually, but because it's, it's just reality. We mm. want to talk about leadership fatigue, particularly for pastors. Yeah, I'm excited to hear uh, some of the things you have to say on this. I know with you've experienced a lot of things over the years, and so just, just curious to see your own insights on this topic. I want us to talk about some signs of leadership fatigue uh, so that we would recognize what's happening. Sometimes I think as pastors, we're, we're so wrapped up in what we do that we don't often stop enough to do some self-evaluation. So what I want to do is begin in this podcast just listing some signs of leadership fatigue. In a future podcast, we'll continue to talk about how you address those. I don't want to leave our pastors hanging because we've made this commitment that we want to be encouraging the pastors, but we've got to get started with some honesty first, and then we'll move toward encouragement in the in an episode to come. Yeah, yeah, that's helpful. And listeners, as you are tuning in, thank you again for tuning in. We really hope this is an encouragement to you. Uh, these podcast episodes come out on Monday intentionally. We hope as you know, the Monday slumps come in after Sunday that this podcast is encouraging to you each week. I just want to give you a reminder about our Christ-Centered Exposition Conference coming up. It's going to be on April 11th, 2024, here on Southeastern's campus. The tickets are $25, and you can go to our website to sign up. We're going to be going through the Gospel of John, and I really hope it's a good time for you guys, and it's, it would be an encouraging time to connect and learn how to, to preach through the Gospel of John in your church. And some really good folks helping lead that. Yes, we've got some really good speakers lined up. Again, we've got Dr. Matt Carter with NAM. Dr. Pace, who's the provost here, and Dr. Chuck Quarles as well. And all the participants will get a copy of the They'll get their own copy of the commentary, an extra book that we're going to give away, and a little ESV scripture journal, too, to go with it. So I didn't know all that. Yeah, and guess what? Lunch is included. So for $25, you really can't beat it. That's that's a deal. We'd love to have you. So go ahead and get registered for this this event. April's a long way away, but our calendars fill quickly. So we encourage you to go ahead and get, get registered. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's talk about some signs of leadership fatigue, Caleb, and I'll, I'll mention a few, and then we'll stop and talk a little bit, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, too, even as a, as a young uh, pastor-to-be uh, in the days to come. Well, here's number one. These are in no order of priority. I just want us to think about some of the things that are evidence that we're, we're getting worn out as a leader. One is this, living by what I call a get-me-through-the-day philosophy, mm-hmm. and, and by that I mean we're not thinking beyond today. We're just really thinking about, Lord, how do I survive the day? It becomes a, a survival mentality. We might pray as we begin the day, but our prayer really is, Lord, Lord just help me get through this single day. We, we've lost vision. We've lost hope. Uh, we just want to, I'll say it again, we just want to survive. And it's really hard to be a good leader when you find yourself at, at that point in your life just exhausted and just finishing a day is your goal. So that's one. Uh, a second really is, is connected to that. Losing, losing vision for what you're doing. 
One of my pastoral mentors, Caleb, uh, is is really big on vision. Mm. And he has a sense of, his understanding is, look, when the Lord has called you to do something, he gives you a vision for what he wants you to do. And I don't mean a literal vision, but a sense of, here's how the Lord wants to use you in order to accomplish what he's called you to do. And my mentor talks about, you know, when you when you just lose that vision, you've got to take a look at what's going on. Is it that you're just exhausted? Is it that the Lord might be moving you to a different place? And that's a, that's a topic for another podcast in the days to come. But vision means this. Vision means I see where we are today, and I'm still dreaming about where we could be tomorrow. Mm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm still filled with at least a glimpse of hope that says, no matter what I face today, I still believe God's up to something here. And when leaders just get fatigued, because they were trying just to get through the day, they they tend to lose that vision that helps them think far beyond this day. So that's a second. The first one is is living with a get-me-through-the-day philosophy. The second is losing vision. Here's here's the third one. And this one is this one is challenging for me, to be really honest. And that is developing poor sleep patterns. Hmm. Yeah. The patterns, the patterns may vary. For some of us, for some of us, we sleep too much in order to avoid what we perceive to be reality, or just worn out. And even awakening in the morning is is not easy uh, because it seems like ministry has become increasingly difficult. Or on the other side, we get too little sleep because we get consumed with perceived reality. The, the latter is really my pattern sometimes, is I will get things stuck in my head, and they will keep me awake at night. And I've, I'm still learning at my age. I'm still trying to listen to another pastoral mentor who talks to me about, make sure you quote Scripture in the night, make sure you keep running back to the Lord through the night, because I, I can sometimes let things just linger in my head, and I lose sleep. And the, the problem with that is when you do get up the next day, you're, you're fatigued even more, mm. and that just sets you up for, for more failure as you, as you try to lead. Any thoughts about those, those three before we press on? Yeah, I think one question I'd like to ask you, Dr. Lawless, as I think about those, um, I even think about, for me, you know, when you start to experience these symptoms, you're recognizing them in your life. How do we think about, is this just a season? Like, is this just a hard season that I'm in? I just need to buckle up, push through, it'll get better. I find that that's typically my response. But as we're recognizing those symptoms in our lives, how do we recognize, man, that this is more than just a season? Or are these or these indicators of something more is going on underneath the surface? It's a great question. It, it may be just a season. It yeah. could just be that this is just a difficult time of ministry because we're up against this and up against this, or our church is going through this transition or, or this internal conflict and it just consumes us. Uh, there, there are other times when, no, there's something else deeper going on even within us as we're wrestling through some things. I think, I think what we have to do is not necessarily overanalyze what's really happening here, but when we have a sense of, wow, I'm, I'm just tired and it's affecting me at some level— I think that's our immediate call to talk to somebody, hmm. to find a brother in Christ, another pastor, uh, a denominational leader, somebody, a, a, a mentor, a professor, somebody we can call and say, look, I, I'm really exhausted. 
and I fear that it's affecting me spiritually. It's affecting me as a leader, and I don't want to. I don't want to settle in this. I don't want to settle in that pattern. And so I'm not sure what's going on. Is this just a season? Is there something else going on here? But I do know something's not right today, and I think our response is to be not not spend too much time analyzing. But immediately say, I don't want to linger here. Mm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's helpful because especially I think of, you know, like I said, sometimes we just think eh, it's just a season. I've just got to push harder. It'll get better soon. But sometimes it doesn't. And I, I like that you said that we need to lean on the brothers that are around us. If we have that opportunity in that ministry to bear one another's burdens, and some of that is, yeah, sometimes you just need to talk about it. Sometimes things are going on, and uh, just have a brother encourage you. And I found that's been such a refresher for me, and so that's that's really helpful. Yeah, and sometimes you know what? Sometimes you'll talk to a brother whose situation is worse than yours. Yeah, yeah, and that's so true. So there's a there's a <laughs> sense in which, wow, okay, if you're facing that, I shouldn't be quite so stressed. And yeah. and we need each other. I mean that very seriously. We must do this together. I wish, Caleb, if I were if I were pastoring full time again. One of the things I would change is I was far too much a loner as a as a pastor. Mm. I was young. Uh, I thought I knew it all. I thought I didn't need anybody's help. I grew up in a, in a non-Christian home, so I was not accustomed to leaning on others. And there were there were good pastors around me in my city that I probably saw more as competition than a friend. Mm. And I don't doubt that I missed a lot of opportunity for strengthening had I been wise enough and humble enough to to say to others, "Hey, can we have can we have lunch once in a while?" There was a pastor in the in the second church that I pastored. There was a pastor in our city that actually did reach out to me, and he invited me to join him and his associate pastor for lunch occasionally. And I I didn't know enough to take advantage of that as 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 best as I could have, but. Just knowing he knew that I was there and he reached out to me, even that was affirming enough to say, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to lunch. It was a free meal. So that sounded good. But uh, I look back now and say, no, it was more than a free meal. He really was watching out for me when I didn't know I needed it. So mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's lean on each other. Let me talk about some other, some other signs of leadership fatigue. The fourth one is this, declining spiritual disciplines. And I think, Caleb, this, this may be one of the first signs that we're getting weary. And that is that we, we who used to be more faithful in our spiritual disciplines, more, more committed to our Bible reading, and more committed to our prayer, and more committed to, to fasting and silence and solitude and all the different disciplines that are a part of our lives, what, what we used to be so regular at because we loved it, now becomes increasingly sporadic mm. uh, because something else is consuming our time and something else is consuming our mind. And it's tougher to just get into the Word and listen to, to God, listen to the work of the Spirit in our lives. It's tougher to get focused in praying because we're trying to focus on God, but in the back of our head is all these other issues that are, that are wearing us out. And sometimes it's just easier to lay aside those times with the Lord. And that's just a dangerous place to be. So I don't want all of us, all of our listeners, if you find yourself getting weary and one of the things you are pushing away from uh, are your spiritual disciplines, that's, that's problematic. We may have to just push ourselves through there, as we talked about a minute ago. We may just need to say, regardless of what's happening, I need to stay faithful in seeking to hear from the Lord, seeking to speak to the Lord. 
even if my prayer is simply this, Lord, I'm exhausted. I don't even know what to say. But I do know I need to hang out with you. Or if our Bible reading is nothing more than I'm going to read a chapter a day just to keep me focused, just to keep me consistent and trust that the Lord will bring me through this, this battle right now and restore my strength. So declining spiritual disciplines. Here's, here's a fifth one. A fifth sign of leadership fatigue. Faking joy and excitement. Mm. And that, that sounds a bit crazy to think about pastors who would, who would do that. But, but here's what happens. Sometimes we know we're, we're in a position where people are looking at us. We know that people are expecting something from us. And sometimes we bear these burdens, this fatigue on our own, and we choose not to tell anybody else about it. And so we decide, at least when I'm in a public setting, I can, I can pretend long enough to get through that. But here's the issue with that. There are a few things more exhausting than trying to fake your way through the work of ministry because we're, we're pushing ourselves in a direction that isn't where our heart is right then. And it just becomes more and more wearisome, and it just increases the problems that we face. All the more reason I would say, look, if I find myself losing my joy, I'm losing my zeal for ministry, I can't afford to just handle this on my own. I, I really do need to bring somebody else into the story to, to help us think through that. Let me go to another one, and then we'll, we'll talk some more. Another sign of leadership fatigue is frustrating our, our family members. Hmm. Now let, me, let me explain what I mean by that. First of all, if you want to know if your fatigue is affecting you, talk to your spouse. Talk to your children. My wife reads my heart, and she knows when something's up beyond what I've admitted sometimes. She knows when my mind is, is elsewhere and but here's what happens. Sometimes we, we fight hard to get through the day because we know we have to get through the day. Mm-hmm. We are tired. But we press through the day. We do our job. We come home and we let our guard down. And all, all the frustration that was pent up during the day, now we release on the people that we're closest to. And they're the ones who bear the brunt of our, of our fatigue. And when we start wearing out our own family, we know we've, we've crossed some lines there. Mm. Let me pause there and see what, what thoughts you might have. Yeah, I think the one thing that stands out for me, for me as I'm just listening to those um, is just the, the transparency that we have. Um, we can't fake it, like you were saying before. If things are, are, are hard and it's a tough season and we're getting tired, at some point that's going to be revealed. You can't fake it long that's enough. Right. And it's, it's another common theme of like we're saying, those people in our lives, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend or, or your spouse, those people closest to you are going to feel the effects of that at some point. And so I know even for, for myself, I can tend to just try to keep it in, try to just like try harder or think that I'll get through it in, in the time when the time has come. And at the end of the day, like you said, my wife can see the same thing. And mm-hmm. she's like, hey, what's going on? Just talk to me. And brothers, just that just that encouragement of leaning on another, a brother, uh, a friend, your spouse, that really care for you, they love you, uh, is so critical because we can't fake it. 
and we can't get through it on our own. We really are created to bear one another's burdens and do this together. Here at Southeastern, we know that our global Great Commission impact is only made possible by faithful ministry partners and supporters like you who share our vision for equipping students to make disciples through the local church and around the world. On Giving Tuesday, November 28th, we invite you to join us by giving to support our Great Commission efforts. To give now or to learn more about how your giving can have an eternal Great Commission impact, visit sebts.edu give. Good, good thought. Let's talk about some more signs of leadership fatigue. The next one is magnifying minors. Magnifying minors, meaning, meaning this. What used to seem rather insignificant to us when we're fatigued gets magnified. Didn't bother us a month ago, but in my weariness, suddenly this is a real problem. It's not. It just feels like it is because I'm responding with half my focus. And this, this is also the case. Sometimes I'll shift gears here a little bit. This is often what happens for folks who go overseas and they're serving cross-culturally. And they're trying to figure out what, what their new language is. And they're trying to figure out what they just ordered at the restaurant or what they just bought at the, at the outdoor market. And they're in the midst of, of many, many, many people who are speaking a different language, and uh, the adjustment is hard, and and all of a sudden, all those little things that would not have been a problem back in the states where they where they lived now become really problematic, magnified in a cross cultural setting, because all the weight of that is there as well. I think that happens for us as well when we just get tired as leaders. The little things become equally frustrating to us as the big things do. And we just need to recognize that's what's happening and, and make a decision. that I'm not going to let the little things grab my attention. Now, we will talk more in a, in a future podcast about how we deal with those things, but I hope we're at least giving a few ideas for what you do with these things. Another sign of leadership fatigue is decreasing exercise. I'm a strong believer, Caleb, that we particularly we who are spiritual leaders need to model taking care of the body God has given us. Hmm. Uh, pastors are notorious for not doing that, I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, and I get that. It's, uh, it's not easy to eat well when folks love to feed the preacher. It's not easy to eat well when you're, when you're traveling like, like I do. It's really easy to get out of the practice of exercise but sometimes what happens when we're just emotionally worn out is we stop taking care of ourselves physically, too. We're not getting the rest that we need to get, nor are we getting the exercise that we need to get. And now we're emotionally worn out, spiritually worn out, now physically worn out as well. And you put all of that together, and that's a, that's a difficult combination to overcome. And so, uh, listeners, I would say to you, if you don't have a regular practice of exercise in your life, you need to start somewhere. You need to start somewhere because this is the body God's given you, and uh, I trust that you hear that uh, from us. Let's talk about a couple other uh, things here that I think are signs of, of leadership fatigue. The next one is what I describe as the grass is greener syndrome. It's amazing how, how leadership fatigue affects the lenses 
by which we see other options. When we're excited and zealous about our ministry and we're seeing God work and and we can overlook the negative things because we see the positives, we just stay focused and we we get the job done. Mm -hmm. But when we get worn out because ministry is just draining us, suddenly it's easier to see, wow, that grass over there is greener. That looks like a more exciting opportunity for me. That church seems to have it all together, from what I can tell. And maybe I want to serve there rather than here. And we turn our attention in the wrong direction because where we currently are is exhausting us. And we assume, often wrongly, that this other place will not exhaust us. Uh, But we begin to look outside of where we are to where we hope we would be. And that's that's a pretty good sign that we are... We're getting exhausted. We've got to deal with our leadership fatigue. Next one. I think when we're facing leadership fatigue, we tend to avoid people who will speak truth into our lives. You've you've said this in some ways, Caleb, that we need somebody, we need somebody to to read our eyeballs, to know our heart, to point out to us when we're not we're not living the way we ought to live, we're not taking care of ourselves the way we ought to take care of ourselves. But what happens sometimes when we're really exhausted is we, we seclude ourselves. Mm-hmm. We really pull away from the very people who can help us. And particularly those people who know us well enough to say, Pastor, something's not right. You don't have the joy you used to have. Your eyes look tired. Your voice sounds tired. We, we tend to avoid those people who recognize what's really going on because if we let them speak into our lives, we have to do something with this. And sometimes when we're really tired, the easiest recourse for us is to just pull away and just hope that somehow we'll be replenished. But, but we're both arguing that we really can't be replenished apart from getting back into our spiritual disciplines and getting back among the, the people of God. Yeah, one of the things, I think another common theme that I think you've been drawing out is this idea of consistency. Um, doesn't have to be flashy, doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but just being consistent. Like you mentioned spiritual disciplines, you mentioned, you know, your diet, exercise, just healthy relationships, time with friends, family. All of that is just a normal, consistent lifestyle. But you're saying like with fatigue, those things are affected, those things are changed. And so could you maybe speak more to that, of that idea of even in the hard seasons or ideas of fatigue, of how that affects just your normal daily rhythms of life and habits. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right, that part of what we have to learn to do is to be consistent even when everything else is chaotic around us. Yeah, that's good. And, yeah. and that's, that's not always easy. Mm. What consistency does is it says, all right, I know, I know this works in the, in the good times. This is what I need to be doing. The bad times don't change the fact that I need to be doing those things. We just get consumed in the bad and fail to do the good. It's, it's, here's, the, here's the image that I think about often, not just about this kind of thing, but about understanding God's will and praying and seeking God's direction. I, I years ago read a book. Uh, I was in, a, in somewhat of a crisis in ministry, trying to figure out what the Lord wanted for my life. I was, I was not yet married, had been a pastor for uh, uh, several years, and just was just was battling. What does the Lord want? 
And I read a book on the will of God, uh, much of which I didn't necessarily agree with. Uh, but in the latter part of this book, there was an image that I have never forgotten. And it was the image of this author was a, was a fighter pilot, a trained fighter pilot. And he, and he wrote about how the, his, his squadron would, would fly together in formation and they would learn to fly by their instruments. Hmm. And they would set their instruments in the clear. And they would take off. And if they faced the clouds, they, they flew into a storm. One of the things they had to be trained to do was trust your instrument in the storm. Hmm. Because if you try to reset your instruments in the clouds, you could come out on the other side of the cloud and be headed toward the ground. And, and what you have to do is what you trust in the clear, you have to trust in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times, Caleb, I've, I've reminded myself of that. Now, wait a minute, Chuck. You're in a storm. You're, you're in a cloud. You know that if you were in the clear, you wouldn't do X. You wouldn't be thinking in that direction. You need to go back to the clear and remember what worked and be consistent in the cloud so that when you come outside the storm, you come through the storm, you'll still be moving in the right direction. That's been a huge illustration for me that I suspect I turn to once a month because there are just times when I need the reminder, stay faithful, stay consistent. So you picked up on you picked up on that idea quite well. Let me talk about just a couple more here. Another sign of leadership fatigue is is becoming numb. Becoming numb to even even our fatigue. And it happens even for pastors. It might begin with with painful tears or ministry just hurts and it might continue through unhealthy means to uh, to deal with the pain. The end, though, is just it's just numbness. Hmm. It is hard to shepherd God's people when you're just numb. Yeah. Uh, all, all the more reason why we need other people to help us work through those things. And let me talk about one more that I just think we need to be aware of. All of these things together. Over the years, I have studied spiritual warfare and talked to folks, listened to folks who who struggled uh, morally, even as as leaders. And one of the things I've I've learned is how often their story sounds remarkably alike. Hmm. They had left some disciplines behind, often out of fatigue. And out of fatigue, they they looked in different directions, unhealthy directions, and wound up making choices that cost them far too much. Fatigue is a is a bad place to be when it comes to spiritual conflict. The enemy aims his arrows at us when you put together. This is where Simon Peter was when Jesus called the disciples together and took them to the Garden of Gethsemane and said, you all pray. They didn't pray. They slept. They slept, the text tells us, because they were, they were exhausted. Mm. They emotionally wrung out. Uh, they should have been praying. They weren't. They should have been alert. They weren't. Peter was sure he could handle it all. He'd already said, I will go to prison and I will die for you. So he is overconfident, not praying, and worn out. You put those three things together, and you've invited the enemy into your life. Mm. And I want us to be aware of that, that, that fatigue 
can lead to disastrous results if we don't get on top of it at the at the beginning. So a lot that we have said to to pastors today. Again, it's not our goal to to ever discourage, but we do want to be upfront and honest. We want to help pastors think through those things. And in the days to come, we'll do another podcast saying, all right, how do you address some of these things? We want to give you hope and help here at, at the Pastor Matters. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in each week. And again, we hope this is an encouragement to you. Um, if you found this conversation helpful, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear any feedback you'd be willing to give us. Uh, as always, it's our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I hope that this conversation today has done that. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.